welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Well, welcome to our podcast special. I have a special guest. It's not Claire with me um, this afternoon. It is... Greg. Greg is with me. Must so Greg is... Who are you, Greg? Thank you for <coughs> having me as a special guest on the podcast. Um, my name's Greg. Greg Condon. I'm the Associate Pastor at New Life here with Martin and team. And we've recently been on a trip to Romania. Yeah, and you can speak some Romanian, can't you? Oh, I can say a few words. Go thank, go thank, it, Greg. Much thanks to Geolingo. Uh, you knew... Vorbesk Limbo Romana, which means I'm, I don't speak Romanian. There you go, and that came in useful. You did say that <laughs> on the trip. You said on, the, on a preach, indeed I did. You did, you said that you can't speak Romanian. So we've <coughs> been to Romania, specifically Constanza is how you pronounce it, isn't mm. it? Not Constanta, That's it. Constanza, um, which we uh, learned around there. So we went to go and work with some of our partners over there and, and learn a little bit, uh, kind of see what was going mm. on uh, and um, experience that. And I guess, so start with memorable moment. Do you have a memorable moment from our trip? Oh, that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, I remember um, b- b- being roasted quite a bit uh, in the hotel. That's roasted. pretty, yeah, that's the initial thing. This the, the heating in the hotel we stayed at was a lovely hotel, but part of the warm Romanian welcome is to blast up the heating to about <laughs> 25 degrees, apparently. So all of us came back with sort of dry throats and feeling quite <laughs> headachy and, you know, throaty yeah, and, and having stuff. to have the window open every all day. All night, yeah, yeah, because it was centrally so controlled. Yeah. I think um, memorable moments, I guess some of the food, I mean, that's what was kind of, we took photos of, went on Facebook. Uh, we went... Uh, Maybe a bit too much. A bit too much, <clears> yeah, <throat> no, we did a little bit. But um, so we had some carp, I think it was carp. It was it? carp. Yeah, it yeah. was carp. Fresh Caught from... locally. The lake. From the lake uh, near um, Sonoy. Uh, Sonoy. Um, cooked in garlic. Very garlicky. Very garlicky. <laughs> and it, it's fine. When you got the fish off the bones, it didn't taste bad. You couldn't really taste much. It wasn't that fishy. You could just taste the garlic. Um, it was it a was really nice meal. But culturally, that was kind of a cultural <laughs> moment when you're there with everyone. The expectation is that you eat. and They, they uh, put a lot of effort into preparing that meal for yeah. us, hadn't they? Which was, it was really nice. And the, oh, the, the fresh bread and the fresh fish balls and the fish yeah. itself was brilliant, actually. And I guess another memorable one <laughs> while we're talking is the driving, the roads and the driving. <laughs> uh, so just yeah. you'd be driving on a lovely tarmac road, then suddenly dust clouds and it's yeah. gone into nothing. Kind of slightly more rural areas. And yeah, the um, <clears throat> yeah a lot, a lot of potholes and swerving to avoid them and occasionally swerving to avoid dogs and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And they were, but apart from that, I mean, Constanza's. Very Western. It looks holiday. It's a holiday destination. Mm, mm. There's some real wealth there. I mean, yeah, you is. know, you spot the cars and, uh, you know, there's a lot of wealth around there. But contrasting, you drive half an hour outside yeah. uh, of the uh, main city. Into the villages. And then, yeah, things are just a little bit different. There's quite a disparity, isn't there, between the kind of wealthier, <coughs> kind of, yeah, more centralised kind of urban areas and, um, yeah, the more rural. It's uh, It was really kind of deep contrast i think um our partners benny and ankuta are yeah are, are bouncing between those those two worlds a lot with the ministry that they do so that's that was really interesting to reflect on just the real contrast that we saw when we were there mm. so we arrived um late uh, saturday night and then we were in uh, the agape church on sunday morning uh, taking a service uh, and um that felt very that 
felt very comfortable, very similar. There was a lot of mm. similarities. We had the privilege of um, being part of a baptismal service with mm. three young adults um, ba- yeah. being baptized. Um, it was, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised how well connected I felt. I've three of us hadn't actually been there before, um, but the church was probably, like, I don't know, like 60 to 80 people or so, and it, it seemed to be quite vibrant there was a lot of prayer and very vibrant singing and we kind of muddled along with the words as best we could where we went oh that's a memorable moment and you probably you know may have seen some of the pictures from our trip that martin had to robe up <laughs> tell, tell us is that the first time you've had to wear any clerical dress martin? i've never i've run a mile from any clerical dress um, in my life um and when benny was like well you have to do that it's like you can't really argue in those situations i, I think it was culturally um, the right thing to and do. i think he d- so those robes are just baptismal robes so if mm. wouldn't wear that normally on any other time um, I would just got my timing right I think to be there at a baptismal service <laughs> uh, I guess one of the your reflections on that morning mm. um, with those young adults was the cost that it was that they yeah. had to pay to be baptized <coughs> so you know contrast there was no family or friends there outside the no. church um, so from a family point of view um, there's kind of two unforgivable sins uh, in Romania from a Christian point of view and that's committing suicide and the second one is changing yeah um faith from the orthodox church um and the the people who were being baptized had had difficult lives um in in very different ways we heard a little bit of the testimony but also benny had sort of filled us in a little bit of their life story and how they ended up in church and yeah that on on the whole the families aren't super happy um or happy at all with them connecting with a kind of um pentecostal church well any protestant church at all and the cost for them is uh yeah, it's, it's going to be quite high, um, mm. and that was yeah, that was kind of difficult to see. But also, the the robing up thing. Benny said we we do make a fuss, and we we want to acknowledge the sacrifice that they're making, and we want to make it an important kind of key date, which hence all of the you know <clears throat> the way everything looked, kind of fairly well dressed and sort of spectacular. Yes. And it was a cel- it was a celebration, wasn't it? Yes, um, and you did get that, and from a sense from the church, it was a young church. There was you know yeah. lots of young people and. Yeah. Uh, and um, young adults there mm. um, but that cost thing and, and Benny did talk a lot about that cost just what the cost was to, mm. um, to be baptised and be part of yeah. uh, their um, community yeah. I was surprised to hear about I mean I'm picking with a big a big brush but the, the connection or the, the, the difficulty between where they are as kind of Pentecostals kind of fairly I guess westernised kind of Protestant Christians and the Orthodox Church th- that relationship is very difficult and I don't know if I'd use the word persecuted, but there's certainly some very difficult interplay. Were you surprised by that? Did that? Yeah, I, <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's where where's the authority and the con- and the power in Romanian church, and it is very much with the church. Hmm. You know, the, the kind of um, Orthodox church there. The, I'm assuming they're the state church. Yeah, yeah, must be. Yeah, to be Romanian is to be Orthodox. So yeah. I guess to be baptized into any other you're leaving mm. something of what it means to be Romanian and I think mm. culturally you saw that generationally and it felt like this younger generation were the change generation yeah that, mm. you know you, they look they're they're gonna have to carry the pain of breaking away a little bit mm. uh, from some of the old expectations and yeah. those old expectations are really culturally significant mm. so so in I was reflecting on so for us age doesn't necessarily equate to authority mm. Um, whereas in Romania it really does. So the older someone is, or the longer they've been involved, or that age thing trumps anything else. So for culture to change and go against that 
age barrier is a really big deal mm. uh, and these are young people going against that yeah. you know fundamental you know cultural mm. expectation the, um, <clears throat> the word i was surprised to hear a lot was that benny understands that by many folks, many traditional folks, and many orthodox folks, that their their church is seen as a cult, and when people join, they're kind of joining a cult, and it, it's dubious, it's suspect, suspect the you know, strange practices that most people, most people don't agree with, and like you said, it's you know, some people see it as a sin to kind of join a, a church like theirs. So, yeah, that that was uh, the level of that was a real surprise to me. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and I guess that's you know their position within the country and their position around. But yeah, I, and that was yeah. So just to see the the kind of the position that the Orthodox, you know, mm. and we went to go around an Orthodox church. Yeah, it was uh, a cathedral, didn't we? And yeah, the cathedral, and cathedral <coughs> and, uh, got to see some of what was um, going on there. And Benny has a good relationship with mm. Orthodox um, priests and. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting to see that connection. He does some to even does some teaching some um homer. Homer, what's the, what's the, what is the skill that he teaches? Thank you, homiletics. Sorry, what is homiletics again? You did tell me. Yeah, so he actually. So, so, yeah. Yeah. What you're doing now, Greg? Oh, I guess, really? But he, um, but he, he actually teaches um, priests in the Orthodox Church yeah. that, and he's seen really well by um, the Primarch, primate of the uh, of the Church in Constanta, which is um, really interesting that he has. He does have a good relationship there. He's forged that relationship despite all of the. <clears throat> complexities of the relationship okay yeah so that's uh, is an interesting um situation um i guess looking at the kind of culture and one thing you did pick up so let's we'll go through our time you mm, know yeah, so sure. we did that on the um on the sunday on the sunday morning anyway, uh, yeah. and then in the evening we went out to you remember the name of the town sonoy sonoy mm-hmm. um to do the service there which is a bit more traditional uh, within yeah. a, a small town yeah, it was um, it's pretty rural. Um, I mean, kind of from the outset, as we went into the village, like the level of poverty was quite sharply contrasting from where we were staying um, yeah, in Constanza okay. in the town itself. And the lovely pastor there was called Pastor Daniel, and they hosted us really well <clears throat> and led a, a, a service. How many folks were there? Do you think on Sunday evening? Yeah, about thirty or so. Yeah, and we kind of arrived a little bit late, but we were um, between us. We were kind of talking a bit about ten and our connection with. Um, with Benny and Cooter in the churches, but also um, got to do a little bit of um, testimony from Ken. Was Ken talking about? Uh, he kind of gave a kind of a, a word he had on the way oh, yeah, to Romania with the guy with the knuckles, the guy with the tattoos on the knuckles that said hope, oh, so H O P E. Yeah. And then we were talking to Benny because you translate that word into Romanian, and it's got about <laughs> eight, eight or nine letters. Letters so is not four really letters. Um, so it's really hard to make those. Yeah. Uh, thing. And then you did something mm. that you haven't done for a long time, which is it's preach. You preached. Yeah, I apparently survived. It felt it, honest. Did. It felt like forty-five minutes long. It dragged <laughs> and dragged and dragged. But Martin tells me it was less than ten minutes, so I didn't waffle, which is a, good. a genuine surprise. And you got a laugh, which is quite hard in a different culture. Apparently so. Well, I think it's... the only kind of preaching I really feel equipped for is for preaching in another culture, having worked in Cambodia before. Oh, so I was, I was kind of in my comfort zone, really. Don't, don't ask me to do anything here, though. That would be, oh, be well, great. You never know. We'll give it a go. <laughs> um, so that was the evening, um, and then on the, the Monday we went to tour some of the other villages where um, Benny wants to plant churches and, and, yeah. uh, and kind of be involved in that. We visited some families there and took some kind of uh, gifts that was recommended by Benny and Kuta, some sort of food and sort of supplies and things for families, and that was really awesome to spend time with them and pray with them and kind of deliver some stuff that might be of use to them. But they're doing a really amazing work, and they're doing such a diverse 
amount of stuff we can't even really scratch the surface today to be fair but it was really good to actually meet some people and see some faces and spend some time with people um it was an interesting experience and obviously quite a culture shock from kind of where we're coming from did you did you find that hard to see yeah i mean there was so we took two families both had 10 children each which was quite astounding mm-hmm. um and you know a real the kind of the, the need and the ongoing need and support um mm. and uh, one family was a, a sunni muslim um family mm. and one mm. was a uh i want to say a roma family but yeah i think yeah. so i think that's right yeah roma so, roots yeah. yeah so two different uh from different different backgrounds and benny was able to bridge those relationships and i mm. think in quite a an area where you look everyone stays with their own people yeah benny's able to go and be involved in different go and get involved and be indifferent um, uh, that was really a <clears throat> that was really amazing because i just when we arrived there's there's so much going on culturally um you know there's a, a very high proportion of roma community there's a lot of folks who are kind of orthodox but then they have a lot of um migrant communities that have been you know you know within romania in and out for, for many you know, decades or centuries some of them but in the, in that way you do end up with sort of semi-enclaved kind of groups yeah. of people and benny seems to be able and Kuta seems to be able to step between quite well and minister cross-culturally within romania which was i found really interesting hence the visits we had on the monday yeah, and i think um and to be able to do that i mean one of the other visits was to a lady in a town i can't remember the name i can't remember the name i'm sorry there you, go, you can't even remember that one either. Oh, it was michael something michael, michael because that's michael something it was named after a dude so the the reality is you can't go you can't plant a church in a new town mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you have to have someone has to invite you in yeah. and if you have a resident there that's a christian you can then plant a church who's part of your church then you, you're allowed to have some connection and do there work was, we in went the town. to give we went to visit this lady who was the one christian in that uh, town in yeah. that whole town that they mm. she was the reason the church could exist was because mm. of this one person yeah um and she was the one that brought it about and the, it's interesting there seems to be a lot of you know playing the game a little, little bit playing the system trying oh, right. to you're connecting with the mayors, mm. with the police, you know, and you've got to having that judge respect that from right. them. Yeah, yeah. I think and, stick, and they are sticking to the rules, but it, it feels like Benny and Kuta are really sticking to the rules of what they can and cannot do. They're doing it very well, but at the same time, they're really doing ministry through that as well. Yeah, um, and okay. any excuse to yeah to do the ministry, and they have valid reasons to go in these small villages and see these people, which um, I really liked. Yeah, and I think. Um, and then just going and seeing the work and, and being able to um, be part of that um, a little bit. And then um, what else did we do? We had, that was we, had, the, no, we had tea on the Monday with Pastor Daniel. Um, so we went to his church and we preached on Sunday evening. Yes. And then Monday evening we went around to theirs for tea. That was the carp. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That was the carp. And, it, um, and saw some of the weights. So Ten, which is a, a mission partner with us, they were able to fund him to having a polytunnel, and he was sharing about his polytunnel and yeah. how that hose funded system. his ministry. You know, and yeah, and um, meant that he could grow more and yeah, uh, two harvests a year rather than the one because it's yeah. undercover. Um, so, and that was really nice just to see a really practical, tangible thing uh, that um, we're able to do. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it was um, a bit of sightseeing, wasn't it? Yeah, before we got our flight, we got to. Benny was the most amazing tour guide and gave us a little bit of a flavour because we, we talked a lot about the town and the history and communism and the churches and the way they interplay in the different cultures but we hadn't, apart from visiting ch- church families and, and churches, we hadn't actually seen a lot of that so we got to have a little look around the town and do some touristy stuff and get to understand the context a little bit which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I guess what we've been talking for one of the things that you kind of reflected on was this post-communist culture and I've not, mm. so I've been in, I've travelled around Europe a lot, I don't think 
I've been to Prague. I guess that's mm. probably the closest. But mm. here, there's this, there's a real interesting post-communism mm. uh, kind of interaction with culture, and I guess that uh, you know, mm. just you, what your yeah. reflection was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was talking a little bit about this because um, having worked in Cambodia, they moved away from. Um, a different kind of um, Chinese kind of communism, um, collectivism, um, Maoist kind of state, but it, it had there were some parallels there, which with some very big differences, but also some similarities, and it's interesting to see it in a in a different kind of context. And um, I, I just say, really, the country came out of. Um, of communism in 89, but then they have a period of instability. So about 99, about 10 years or so that Benny was kind of kind of talking about because he lived through some of that transition. He was a little lad kind of when things were coming to an end and then lived through the unstable period. Actually, Cambodia had exactly the same kind of situation where there's a period of instability post-communist rule and then becoming a kind of a democratic kind of state. And there's a lot of complication in that and it was really interesting there's 500 things we could talk about there but um one of the interesting things is the effect on the church that i've been reflecting on in the last few days just that for benny he remembers you know with his parents um when they were little and his family they were they were christians and they were having to be very private and very secretive about a lot of things and you know he remembers um, being um, having to travel between villages, kind of with with kind of food or milk for relatives and stuff, and mum had secretly sewn Bibles into his backpack and that sort of thing. Um, he he kind of lived through that, and he remembers he had some very bad stuff to do with him and his parents, kind of being picked up or or, or attacked by you know police or officials or whatever. Um, and he, he, w- one really interesting reflection that he had was that um, he thinks the church post communism kind of lost something of its vigor because they okay. were no longer being persecuted and i thought that was really interesting and he talked a bit about um con- contentment and how when kind of you know western capitalism as he kind of described it kind of came in um kind of after the chaos um people were very content and had a lot of things and that seemed to take up a lot of their that contentment and having and acquiring became a very large part of people's thinking space including christians and some of the vigor of the desperateness of clinging to faith and trying to squeeze Jesus into everything. Cause he remembers when he was little, some of his like secret Sunday school sessions, the kids spent a lot of time after their session, uh, copying bits of the Bible out. And so mm-hmm. that could be taken to the, it could be handed secretly to people in other villages who didn't have an actual Bible. Cause they'd be copying whole chapters to give to people. Um, and that's, and he, he kind of, he doesn't miss how things were because yeah. they're fairly awful, but yet faith wise, um, the church became maybe a bit more comfortable. And that was really, that was really interesting to hear about that. I guess the other just reflecting on the the communism thing was just you know, and I think you know, I suspect most people would think they're better off now than they were under communism. Mm. But there is this kind of underlying thought that actually wasn't it better when we were just everyone was secure and everyone had a house and everyone had yeah. a job mm. and no one had to you didn't have to worry about those things and yeah. Um, and you see people in desperate poverty now, and you think, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, because there is such a, a huge gap between the rich and the poor now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and just that. So, just you know, we have we have underlying things in our own culture that you kind of take for granted, but just being aware of that, actually, you know, they don't see it all as bad. You know, yeah, um, it's a more complex picture than just this was good, now it's bad, or, or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. and we have a very Western view mm. of 
of Romania, of Ukraine, yeah. of Russia, of all those mm-hmm. things. But there's a very different yeah. culture, you know, yeah. that have a very different view yeah. uh, of those things. And our, our culture's not right in everything either. No, and certainly no, no, not, not biblical not. in every in every no. sense either. There's some um, real challenges there to how we mm. live our culture that I'm sure are exposed in um, mm. Romania. I guess one mm. of the things, just the challenges, um, you know, you know, over. Yeah, Benny's you know working hard at uh, building church, planting churches, but some of the some of the structures around the organisation is part of is a challenge. So just who can plant a church, mm. who can be involved in leadership, you know, is a real challenge to him. Mm. You know, so just looking at him wanting to do a lot, but it's not just the money thing; it's the right people in the right places mm. uh, and uh, being able to minister in the right ways. And he's got a mm. unique role within his own. Um, denominational movement you know trying to bring about some change mm. uh, and move things along uh, and it was positive to you know, just to hear some of that story and uh, he said a, a really interesting um, I don't know if you're in the car when he talked about this and he he said someone I'm pretty sure he said someone prophesied over him that he would be mm. a bridge between generations oh yeah yeah um, between the old and the, uh, the young and he said the challenge of being a bridge is that everyone tramples on you <laughs> to get across you to get across and, uh, yeah. and there was there's something in that that I felt mm. and I could see that in what he was doing. You know, so the fact that in their church in Constanza, a lot of the older generation have left because they can't cope with change. And mm. you know, that's why it's a young church because he can't, but he's been trampled on because of that. And there's a heaviness mm. to him and his ministry that has gone through some of that pain, but it felt like that's, he was aware that that's what he was going through mm-hmm. and aware that that was the cost that he was playing yeah, to be this bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw that in his love for the young people and the young adults yeah. because he wanted to set them free from some of this old way, yeah, you know, old way of doing things. Yeah. I mean, he, um, th- I don't know how much we can kind of say about this, but just that having women in leadership and through the Bible school and through the church and speaking is um, yeah. a difficult issue. And it's something that Ankuta and himself are very pro but that's not necessarily true um, within the churches um, in general, but also mm. through their movement, the Pentecostal movement, it hasn't always been well received. And I think there's some complexities there and they're doing something that we see, certainly I see as a really positive thing of having women in leadership and, and teaching. Um, but I'd, you know, that's gonna, it's gonna be a while, I think, before um, that's taken on well by the churches. Like you said, mm. I think maybe there are a fair few among the younger generation who are growing up post kind of communism and who don't see see the issue and um, but whereas for some people it is a real burning issue it's a real sin um and he's yeah like you said he's he's bridging that gap and that is a him and Ankusa bridging that gap and it's a must be a very difficult place for them um, and to we be in. saw some of that contrast between the church in Constanza where men and women were all sitting together oh yeah, yeah and yeah. when we went to Sonoy. Sonoy where women are on one side and men are on the other and so, it was just the expected thing yeah, yeah so just even within that around that locality yep. there's a, a difference yeah. between city life and mm. town life and what's mm. acceptable in town life and what's acceptable yeah. in city and, life and you know that each week and Kuta and Banning go in between you know two churches in one day that are mm. so different culturally and they're covering that gap because they have plant they have so many church plants they're working with um, that was amazing. It was interesting that the young adults and young people thing. So one thing as a youth worker I found really interesting was for our young people, we have them neatly broken up into these little boxes of 11 to 14, 15 to 18. After you're 18, you know, child protection, safeguarding stuff looks different with post-18s. Um, and uh, then you kind of into the young adult territory. But from what we've understood of speaking there, they kind of, they treat their north through to 14-ish as their children's work. And then they're 15 to married 
that's yeah, their okay. youth. So, you know, generally people kind of get married in their kind of 20s-ish and then they go out of youth and stuff. And so that's when they kind of, they categorise things differently, which I thought was really interesting. But having said that, it appears, having spoke to Ancuta quite a bit on one of the journeys back, that the, the engine room of their church, the really active, dynamic, busy volunteering area is the youth. So that's sort yeah, of okay. 16, 17, right through sort of 20, 25, 26. They're the ones who are busy doing doing outreach, doing kids' clubs, leading the worship in church, going to the Bible school to learn. Have we said anything about the Bible school, actually? Is that worth touching base on? Yeah, no, go for it. Um, yes, in the in Agape Church, in the, in the basement, uh, is it? Every other Saturday, am I right in saying that? Um, Ankusa yeah, and Benny run so. a Bible school. Um, and they're trying to help people learn um, very practically about pastoring. So they do Bible, uh, Old Testament, New Testament introduction stuff and homiletics. Is that right? Is okay. That yeah. word again? Oh, come on. And then, um, but they also cover a lot of practical ministry stuff. And people come and sign up and they can be going along for two years for their course. Um, and then they're kind of, there'll be, be people who will be vital people in leading ministries and or planting churches in the villages. Mm. And that's an absolutely amazing ministry. That's one of their many amazing ministries that they're doing. And again, guys and girls are attending um, and being part of that. Of all ages. Yeah, so I guess, what? so what are we taking from our experience of being away mm. that we bring back to North Allerton and New Life? Uh, are there things that you've kind of brought back that's mm. changed you? Because it does, you know, travel changes you and yeah. experience changes you and exposure to um, different things change you. Is there anything that's kind of mm. impacted you going forward? That's a really good. That's a really good question. I'll oh, give you a second to think. Yeah, it's only, you, you, I, think, I think you ought to go first. Well, actually, I can start with saying... They've got a real drum kit, Martin, in their church. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a real drum kit behind a screen, and I just felt really jealous. It was, yeah. it was a beautiful thing. And they, the, the, the worship <laughs> was mainly young people, youth, young adults it running it, it. And they, they yeah. were great. They led us so well. It was vibrant. Celebration Sunday, baptisms. I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was okay. great. Yeah, I, I think, um, what did I bring back? I, I guess just that exposure to, and, and it's the challenge of, of need isn't it yeah and I was reflecting on you know because you talk to people and they share what they need and there's always more need uh and it can feel really hard to know how you how you fill that you know Jesus mm, where's the yeah. poor will always be with you kind of spring to mind you know there'll always be the poor yeah. um and rather than that leading to a point of despair because it yeah. can be because I'm like really oh, we just sent we just did more if we sent more and sent more would never be enough because there'll always be another no thing need. Yeah. on the the shopping list uh, mm. and that's rightly so just because i was reflecting imagine if we had a relationship with a really affluent church in the world and mm. they came to us and we were like oh yeah we really need a new roof and it'd be mm. like yeah okay that's what but it's like so what builds the relationship and i think mm. some of the joys of new life uh the ghana connection just the longevity in mm. being involved in mission for so long mm. similar my hope is with benny and Kuta the longevity of walking alongside someone, mm. um, helping where you can, mm. being led by them to help mm. where they feel the need is. Mm. And that came up a couple of times because it'd be like, we were thinking one thing, well, no, this is how we yeah. would serve you. And they were like, no, 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 this We'd is rather what you. Yeah. we need. And uh, so mm -hmm. being open, because I think you can miss those chances if you come in with a set formula of yeah. this is what, what it you want to do. So, you know, that, that kind of wanting to build on that partnership, build on the relationship with Benny and Ankuta, um, and see how we can walk alongside them, not just mm. filling the financial need, although that's unfair to say that we can't help with it's some part, of that because we really can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for it to be 
mutual in that sense. Yeah. Um, something that you said just before we left, I felt was really helpful. Um, because I think um, the previous trip had come back in November and uh, Rachel had very excitedly spoken to us about a number of different projects we could um, support with, work with, kind of you know, think about doing in the future and partnering with them. But um, I think you'd said to me, you know, one of the key reasons that nearly self um, we were going was like, all the projects in the world will make no difference if we've got no relationship and it was mm. really helpful to have some of our leadership team connect with, with them for the first time because Neil or you or me hadn't met yeah. Ben and Kuta before um, and that, that's one of, one of my big kind of takeaways really that, that it um, in terms of our connection with them it's so much more than beyond finance because they're yeah. aware we, we, we do not have infinite finance to support them um which is good and that's going to be part of the story but actually what i took away actually interestingly was was weirdly similar to kind of some of the work we did um in cambodia so um in cambodia post communism the church was just wiped out christians were just gone um um, and it was horrific um but that meant a legacy where the church lacked um years of eldership wisdom input and stuff and speaking to benny ankusa about what they need rather than what we thought we could connect them with them on was just that um they would love um input that we could bring because we 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 are lucky we we have generations and generations of church leadership on which standing on the shoulders of giants that kind of thing well that collective kind of wisdom and growth and passing down from generation generation and some of that was really mucked up um, through through the communist era where things were secret and had to be done underground and what I'm hearing is that they would love some input um, from New Life and you know, a whole bunch of things we can talk about in the future in terms of projects to connect with them where we're having good biblical leadership input into different areas of their church life which I I really respected them for saying that's really nice what you want to do but we've got some ideas that are things that we would like you to come and do and I, I, I took that away and that was what kind of humbled me really just that yeah. Yeah, they 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 were really honest about what they needed and what they thought we could be helpful with. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good, that's a really positive takeaway for me. Well, fantastic! It's been good just to mm. um, share a little bit about our experience, uh, and uh, we're excited about where the partnership goes. Uh, it's great to have the team. Uh, mm. That and Benny, you know, spoke about how great the relationship was with Rachel, who leads our yeah. Romania team. Just how positive that was. Just yeah. really good communication uh, connections, and and really hopeful to see how that project grows. Uh, in the mm-hmm. future so thanks um, mm-hmm. for your chat Greg thanks for joining mm-hmm. us on our little podcast Pekarund Pekarund means you're welcome okay God bless <laughs> bye bye <laughs>